episode 15, Win on the Purchase, Not the Sell. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today we are Dr. Vincente Calderon Perspective. For doctors who want a thriving practice and abundant home life, listen as your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, goes behind the curtain and interviews doctors and guests about real-world triumph, struggles, practical tips, and entertainment on this episode of A Doctor's Perspective. Welcome back. Today's guest is Dr. Vincente. Now, this is actually take two because we did it earlier on, but there was like a corrupt file or you forgot to push record. Things like that happened. So we had to redo it. So you'll notice this episode is going to have a different format. I took the high points, the highlights of of what he said and just kind of asked him that point blank because the first interview was uh, over an hour and this one's going to be definitely shorter. I want to respect his time since uh, it is part two. So a little bit different format, but you should enjoy it. There's a lot of still a lot of good information. I'm excited to have him on the show. He's he has a lot to say. He's got some really cool businesses. Do you know what this month is for me and all my colleagues? Plus anybody else who graduated from their doctorate school in circa 2007. This month means or this year at least is year number 10. 10 years serving the community, going to continuing education, helping people as much as possible. So congratulations. You made it this far and much success in the next 10 years. With that, just saying, I guess there's a lot of doctors out there that need to start planning some 10 year reunions. You still got time. It's only April. Congrats to everybody. Keep up the good work. Show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash one five. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Vincente Alderon. Well, we have a couple of similarities. We uh, both started school around the same time. We wanted to do each other's profession, but then switched. So I was going to do optometry, you were going to do chiropractic, and then things changed. Uh, and that's about where it stops. I'm only kind of sort of bilingual. <laughs> You're definitely bilingual. How are you doing? What's going on? I'm doing great, man. Uh, I'm happy to give us a second go around. You know, we had a pretty good conversation last time we were chatting. Uh, yeah. What's happened since then? Uh, when was that? We chatted with like, what was it like? Early January. Early January? All right, we'll change this yeah. then. Right, I just had the baby when, when, when you were, when you, yeah, my baby's now six, seven, seven weeks now. So I think, yeah, that was within like the first week. Um, so that's cool and different personally that's what's cool and different um but uh, i like it yeah but uh professionally you know i'm just kind of cracking away at uh you got some you know some new cool uh clients hopefully coming on and then we'll let's dive in you got this great i was blown away when you talked about it to, to be so hugely thinking in your business he has a company called aspire health solutions yeah. it's mobile eye Healthcare, and it's nationwide Give us a, a, how did that come about? Why did you do it? And then just the, 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 the timeline of it. What's been going on? All right. Well, so it happened like in 2010. Um, we, uh, I mean, I'm, so I'm an opt- I'll go from the beginning. I'm an optometrist. Um, I know you know this already, but I'll, I'll tell you, tell you so for the sake of all the listeners, you know, so I'm, I'm an optometrist by profession and uh, started kind of how everyone else did where you, know, you get out of school, you go and you try to make as much money as humanly possible and work as much as you can to pay off your student loans, especially if you're living in the U.S. So that's exactly what I did. I worked my butt off uh, for the first few years and I was like, wow, I don't see an end in sight. You know, <laughs> like it was like, I think it was like three years where I was just kind of working like six, seven day weeks and, uh, and uh, you know, making a lot of money, but, but you know, like it's, 
piss me off and I want to go on vacation, I make zero dollars. So, you know, of course, I was like, all right, well, that's when the entrepreneurial bug kind of hit me. And I was like, all right, let me go out and try to make some some money that, that uh, doesn't either make more money or just money that doesn't require me to be there. And um, that was in 2010. Yeah, so I got, I got out in 2007. So, yes, yeah, like three years after I got out, I decided to, like, try to earn my own money um, with, with insurances and stuff. And I kind of just stumbled on the mobile eye care field because it doesn't take much overhead to start a mobile practice, you know, just, you know, a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment and you're up and running, you know. So I was able to, and I already owned a lot of it. So for me, it was even, even very low barrier to entry. And so because of that, we... We started working in, uh, I started literally cold called a couple of nursing homes and say, Hey, I need an eye doctor. You need one, basically. And, uh, the first one that actually, I actually, we ended up getting one. And I was like, they're like, can you come next week? I'm like, yeah. So I went, saw some patients and, uh, that's when it's that kind of the idea of seeing patients mobily came, came into my head. And because I was out there doing it, um, I, uh, within like a, you know, the, the, the universe has a way of giving you the things that you that you want and ask for. You know, I don't know, I don't know if you, you or your listeners kind of believe that stuff. I mean, I do, but it just to me it makes sense. And so right. for for me, I, I wanted opportunity, and I was out there doing the opportunity, and just being out there doing it um, brought opportunity. And so the opportunity came to uh, see a bunch of diabetic patients in their house, and it was for a particular plan here in New York. And, uh, you know, literally someone's like, I mean, when I would go to these nursing homes, I would see like, I don't know, between 10 and 15 patients a day. Um, there were only a hundred in the whole nursing home. So, you know, oh. you know, what, what is, what is that? It's like, uh, eight, six or seven visits, you know, before I, I tapped out or I was, you know, um, before I ran out of there, everybody to go see, um, um, of course there's follow-ups and stuff like that. But, um, so basically what we did is we, you know, I got a call from this plan said, Hey, we have a thousand patients that need to be seen before the end of the year. And that was in like October or like September. And I was like, wow, you know, I mean, I'm sitting here seeing like 10, 15 patients a day. Like it's a, it's a big deal. And someone kind of gives me a thousand patients out of nowhere. And they're like, Oh, by the way, how much do you want? I was like, how much do I want? I was like, uh, 300, you know, like <laughs> made up a number. They were like, done. I was like, holy crap. You know, so like if you do, you know, a thousand patients, plan $300, that's $300,000, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm only making 120, you know, uh, for a whole year working, you know, for someone else. You know, I was like, is this true? Can I, can I seriously make 300 grand from now till the end of the year? Like in the last quarter of the year, could I make three times what most ODs make throughout the course of the year? And, uh, yeah. and, and so I was like, I need some help, you know? So I, I enlisted the help of my friends and I said, Hey, I'm going to pay you like 150% of what you'd be making a day. You know, so I think at the time it was like 400, maybe 425, like the going rate for an OD. So I was like, I'll give them 600 bucks, you know, or 650 to per day. Just go see these patients because I'm making way more money, right? And um, uh, so that was kind of how it got started at the end of that whole thing. You know, we didn't see all 1,000 patients because people died and for a bunch of other logistical reasons. <laughs> but, um, you know, at the end of the day, we ended, I ended up making like, you know, an extra like 120 grand, you know, on top of what it's right. all year long, you know, in three months. So this is amazing. Um, that is amazing. Yeah. So I was like, this is kind of cool, you know, working mobily and, 
And uh, so I took that money and put it into a brick and mortar practice, um, which is where I kind of ran that mobile business out of. And while there was, you know, and we were building like a regular traditional brick and mortar business. So, mm-hmm. so uh, basically, that's how Aspire Health Solutions was born. Um, and, uh, you know, lo and behold, I thought that, that was like a one-off. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. I, you know, this one thing's going to happen once and I'm never going to do this again, you know, like, but they were like, hey, you want to do it again next year? I'm like, what? <laughs> so then I was like, let me get some more people that want to do this, you know? So that's how we kind of just started knocking down contracts, you know, being more sophisticated, kind of understanding why are they, why are they offering this to me in the first place? I didn't even understand the industry, you know? Um, and then one contract led to another, led to another, and before you know it, after like four or five years, I, I already had a, a, a brick and mortar practice that I, that I was building all along, uh, because of that first year that I did it. You know, I figured that that money was going to last, so I put it into a brick and mortar. That's why I didn't, that's why we didn't take out a loan, because we had money. And then we decided to just, uh, kind of just keep growing and learning about the industry. And that's when I learned about like government contracts and, and, uh, that's a lot of money out there, you know, like the, but they don't realize it so that's kind of that was kind of the evolution of our business and you know that that kind of parlayed itself into me just always looking at what was next what was it what else was is being needed you know like fulfill a need see a need and fill it you know and uh that's exactly what we did we designed the software built the software uh that uh, that let us be more efficient that helped us to get our information to our to our clients better you know and just there's just a need for these things. These things don't just inherently exist. Someone has to make it. And then once it's made, then people pay you for it like, amazingly, you know? And so, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. Hey, by the way, do you, are you sure you got my recording? Are you sure you could hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you great. Okay, cool. Um, the little red lights on this time. Sure, man. You know, so, uh, so that's kind of the evolution, like in a, in a long and short of, of what it, what started uh, our, kind of dive into this alternative like uh, method of providing care in healthcare. You know, I mean, I like this so much better too, because I mean, every doctor that graduates goes out and does, okay, just go do the work of doctoring, you know, but um, I, I, I kind of stumbled upon a way to make myself a little bit more valuable um, and hence make our work more valuable and, and consequently also get paid better for it, you know? And so because of that, that kind of opened up a bunch of opportunities. So we just like, you know, been, so I started in 2010 was our first year doing it. We're now in 2017. So we're going into where we just finished about six years at the end of the year. It was like in October or September when we got that. So the end of, so in September, October will be literally the, the, uh, seventh year that we've been in this and congratulations yeah thank you so since then we you know because of that 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 opportunity we're now in three brick and mortars and one satellite so four brick and mortar practices and mm-hmm. um and uh we have an administrative office so i have like five i think five rents you know <laughs> um, <laughs> you know um, and uh it's pretty are you nationwide right now we yes we are we're nationwide right now yeah so uh, the way our, our our business works is very cyclical it's um, mm-hmm. it's uh, basically polls of the year are really busy so really, actually the end of the year is really busy. Hold on, seeing pages right? yeah so the end of the years are pretty busy and 
it happens, it happens every year, no matter how much I try to tell them, hey, listen, how about thinking about this a little bit earlier? You know, it's like keeps us working a little more. You know, I, I, that's my next my next uh, plan is try to get people to think about this a little more frequently so that we don't have to worry about getting uh, inundated with all this work at the end of the year. Sounds like a, sounds like a great problem to have, but it's still a problem, you know, uh, because then we got to find people to work and it's just a headache. Which kind of makes sense. They don't realize that they all of the end of the year stuff we got to make these regulations and we have we forgot about the eyes now we got to get them all these people done in the next four months yeah they're working full-time for the past like for the last like four months out of the year i want to find that person that's like that's good enough for me like that that just wants to make you know like not the full one they wants to make like 70 grand a year but only working three months like i can do that you know then they can i just have them like the disney does that like they have people that will just only work for them like Every year consistently for like four months, you know, <laughs> like or five. So even when you hire people, it's more like a seasonal, in a sense, it's seasonal. So it's not like somebody's working full time all the time for this. Exactly. Exactly. So I need to find. So are you always kind of looking to hire people? Should somebody contact you if they're interested in, in what you're talking about? Please do just uh, support at, uh, at Aspire HS and put it in the subject line. I appreciate it. I mean, anything, anything that you, anyone that's out there that, that, uh, that's an optometrist or, or even at this point now, someone that's like a medical assistant, they want to, and they want to work with us, just send us an email, let us know where you're at. And if we're in that area, we'll definitely be interested in hiring you or picking you up. Um, and if anyone's listening, that's, uh, involved in, in healthcare, uh, quality in the United States, like, uh, uh, working with Medicare Advantage plans or, or manage long-term care plans for HEDIS measures or QAR measures, uh, and, and, uh, remembering to do their diabetic evalu- eye evaluations and other evaluations to were expanded to like different kind of evaluations. By all means, get in touch with me. We've been doing it for a long time now, longer than most people. Um, and so super excited to keep going. And, you know, I, we actually have a conference I'm flying out tomorrow. There's a technology conference in Orlando right now called HIMS. So I'm actually flying out tomorrow so that I can, uh, you know, see what's new in the technology industry. Yeah, touch on that. We talked about two, my Retina Doc app and then Better Than Paper. Right, right. Explain that because I was blown away by the Better Than Paper. I love my notes. Yeah. Had to switch to electronic and you're like, oh, I've combined both and now it's amazing. So please go into that. That is great. Yeah. So we, uh, part of what I was saying before is that we, you know, we basically every time we have something going on, like, you know, there's always gaps in, in, in what some technology can do. And I like my notes too. I like being able to write stuff. And of course, you know, it has its limitations. And so, uh, it's like looking at the iPad. I was like, why don't we just make this into a like paper, you know? So basically it's the same idea as like a, a regular folder that you would have in your regular paper chart. Um, and you would use it just the way you use a paper chart, like low tech, super low tech, but it basically accomplishes the same thing as paper, the same ease as paper, you know, just paper is really easy to use in an office. You know, if you can do it with freaking piece of loose leaf, you know, you know how there's a print on it, you know, it just takes longer, you know, but you know, write the patient's name on it, write what's going on, write a soap note, like done. Like there's no need for such complicated programs. So, uh, basically that's what we that we created for internal use. Um, and that one I'm hoping to be finished and be able to be commercially viable by the end of this year. Um, but, uh, and then another one is uh, my Retina Docs, which is the telemedicine platform that we use uh, right now. So that one, that one is out right now. Uh, my Retina Docs, you can download that in the App Store, but you would need uh, you would need a, to contact us so that we can activate you if you're, you know, using 
using the, if you want to use the platform for telemedicine. Um, but it is available. Uh, can't do anything with it to talk to us, but it is available. And then, uh, and then the, the JLP, or the better than paper rather is, uh, that's coming out for hopefully the end of the year. So that's a whole different business for us. You know, it's software as a service. That's completely, you know, different, but. So you have like a marketing plan for all of that? Yeah. At this point? Yes. Yeah, so I have a, we have a, a, a projection for what we want to do and how many people we should have on it to cover it. It's expensive. You know, I mean, I understand why, why software companies charge, you know, at least the people that don't charge, that's just, that's just a loss leader up front because, you know, people using your, whatever you create, you and any app or software you create, just using it for free costs you money, you know, so you better figure out a way to monetize it quick because otherwise, you know, <laughs> you're just, just doling out money every month. So are you hoping it's a, like a subscription per month or just like yeah, a that, I mean, flat fee? Well, it would have to be a subscription because these, the charges, the costs for it are recurring. So, you know, if you're really, yeah, you got to pay for hosting, you know, hosting can be super expensive, especially when people start uploading a bunch of images like like basically what this would be like you know it's a bunch of pdf style things that you annotate it can be pretty big files for each person that's using it so we definitely would have to have a uh, a fee for using the, the the software oh so it actually would be instead of being saved on your own phone or your own computer or whatever it, it goes to like the cloud or something yeah yeah that that's kind yeah, of yeah that, that okay there's actually two parts of it the the, the local storage one can be like a you know you can do that for free you know um mm. and uh but you'll run out of space eventually and then what do you do if you lose that ipad you know like eh, not really something that most people are are or would want to do i would think so the cloud op- yeah. better option you know here we a lot of people use facebook and everything and they store everything off your computer right and then in here they use wechat and the way they they've gone around that is they save everything on your phone so if you're a heavy heavy picture video your phone all of a sudden has like yeah. duplicates of everything you have. And you're like, oh my gosh, how did 64 gigabytes get used on a phone? You're like, oh, WeChat, darn you. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't know anything about WeChat. It's about, you know, that's a whole other thing for me. Oh, yeah, it's a whole new world. I, I, you know, WhatsApp. I was like, what's a WhatsApp? I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> Seriously. So do you have any um, advice for students? Just so that when they come out, hit, hit the ground running and, and not really make this, the stupid mistakes like... Uh, overspending or, or all those type of things. Yeah, I mean, we talked about like not not getting caught up in the gold and the handcuffs. You know, like being able to separate yourself because you know, go make money for sure. But don't just because you're making a bunch of money now, don't all of a sudden live this lifestyle that requires you to make all that money. You know, so uh, you know, easy to happen in Manhattan, right? You know, just because you can afford a five thousand dollar apartment in Midtown or in you know or or like you know. Tribeca or something like that in Manhattan doesn't mean you should necessarily go out and buy that and go live in that apartment and now put yourself in this long-term situation where you got to live this this lifestyle where you're like damn man I just blew 60 grand you know in in rent you know this year all right cool so make so now you got to live off of you know you live off the rest yeah you can you can afford it that doesn't mean that you should pay it until you got your other stuff going on I mean I, my personal thing is that if my if I can't get a uh, what I want to do is I want to create passive income, you know, and I want to live off of whatever my passive income can 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 make me, you know, and, and that that's that that's what I'm looking to create, you know, how much money can the businesses make if I have property, how much money can the property make, and I want to live off of that, you know. So if it takes me longer, you know, fine, but I want to use I want to use all of my 
my uh, my active income to create passive income, if that makes sense. What's your style? Do you like uh, residential duplexes, commercial? Uh, residential right now, um, but uh, we're looking at a commercial spot because we're looking at buying a building for the Aspire business. Right now, we're, and all those properties that we're paying rent at, we're paying rent at them so I can consolidate three of them you know um by that'd be nice yeah, by by buying one building which the rent roll on all of them just makes sense to buy the building you know so that that's actually where we're we're looking at doing it in you know in the next uh by august i hope yeah and i think you told me you like to not have to finance anything is that going to be the plan for this or sometimes you just have to do it no, that's actually the plan. I mean, uh, I've just been lucky like that. We've been kind of knocking down these big contracts. And because I don't have a really high cost of living, I can do that. You know, like, you know, like if I, like uh, when, when we first did that, that Aspire deal, you know, like if I, if I, if I started to live off of that 120 grand and I needed that money, like I wouldn't be able to just dump it into something else, you know, and then all that money that that generates, I dump it into something else. And so that is kind of my style. I don't like to finance anything. Uh, of course, this this building I'm gonna have to finance part of it, but uh, it's almost negligible because because uh, it's less than I'm paying already. So so yes, technically I am financing this building, but I'm actually saving money because I'm paying more in rent now than I would be by financing part of this building. because we're we're just dumping a bunch of money into paying off you know the the, yeah. the biggest chunk of it. And then uh, the owner's holding the note. So we're not even doing through a bank, you know, just like writing a check and just, you know, he was like, okay, just keep paying me monthly for however long. It's only like only going to be a four or five year lease, not lease, uh, a finance because we're putting up a bunch of money. And that's because we don't, I don't, you know, I drive a mini, I drive a mini Cooper, you know, like a, I'm sorry, a mini, a, a countryman, you know, a mini Cooper countryman. Um, right. You know, 2017, but, but it's, it's not a, you know, not a Maserati, you know what I mean? Could I afford one? Yeah. Do I, you know, should, should I? No. <laughs> you know, why? You can't get that money back once you spend it on that. Exactly. It's just not a good investment. You know, I look at things like, well, is that a good investment? Even like the things that I, you know, all kinds of things I buy, like the clothes I buy, you know, like, oh, oh, that shirt's going to, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I mean, you can splurge, you splurge on like a vacation, stuff like that. When you, when you do, when you want to spend, you spend, which I think is good because it, it kind of gets, that bug of, oh, let me, let me just kind of enjoy some of the money that I've earned. I do that, but I just don't do it. You got to stop and celebrate. Exactly. I celebrate it. I just don't do it all the time, you know, which is, a, you know, still makes me feel like, okay, cool. I can spend this thousand dollars when I felt like it. You know, I don't, I'm not cringing over spending a grand, you know, um, but I don't need to spend the grand on uh, every week for, you know, just, just cause, you know. Yeah. That's, that's pretty smart. And, you know, I've heard people, they're just like, I spent all this money on trendy clothes and all this. It's like, well, if you're trying to spend some, save some money in the long term, buy a quality shirt that's classic. You can wear it for years and years and yeah, years, right. and your cost per use is way down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, everything you said was really good. I remember last time you mentioned a, um, a real estate agent. I think it was commercial, but he goes, you only win when you buy, not when you sell. Did I butcher that? Yeah, so what I was saying, uh, a good friend of mine who's a pretty successful commercial real estate agent told me a long time ago and I, and I try to implement it. It's almost everything that I, that, uh, uh, I do, um, that you win when you buy, you don't win when you sell, you know, you don't, you, that, that's when the money's made, you know, it's actually buying smart, 
And uh, I mean, that that's actually a great idea to kind of pass over multiple industries or multiple dealings or multiple situations. I'll tell you something right now that's happening. Right now, I actually, I actually am buying some retina cameras, right? Uh, so I can take more pictures of the back of the guy. And I'm getting these cameras for pretty much four or $5,000. So like less than what it's going for. So like those cameras, like those cameras are about nine grand, like on list price, then you can probably get them for like 85 or 82 or something like that. If you, you know, just haggle a little bit or catch like a show special. And if you're buying a bunch of them, maybe you can get them for like 72. And right now I'm able to get those cameras for like 28, you know? Yeah. So I'm like getting like 2,800. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it doesn't happen often. It's just, it just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And so I can either say, oh, man, but I got the thing to catch. I got to buy 30 of them, right? All right, so 30 of these cameras at 20, it comes out to about 70-something. Oh, there it is. It came out to 78 grand, whatever whatever the numbers were, however many cameras I need, I don't remember. But $78,000. And I'm like, here's a good opportunity. Do I really want to part with $78,000 right now? No. Do I need them right this second? No. Will I need them? Probably, you know, and at the very worst, I can, I can sell them for, I can sell them for 50% of what they're going for and still make a profit. You know what I mean? It almost makes no yeah. sense in the world not to buy these cameras. However, I have to, well, yeah, you can have 78 grand that I can buy these cameras with. And two, I have to have the balls to buy them, you know, but it's one of these things like, yeah, it's a risk, but it's a very calculated risk and it's not, you know, it's not that risky, you know I mean? Could I, yeah. I don't know, could my house burn down and then I can, uh, I'll lose all 70 grand? Yeah, you know, but also, I'll also lose everything else, right? Uh, so it's not a, it's just one of those things, you know, like it, it is a, this is happening right now. Like literally, I, like, like uh, that number actually just went from 54 to 78. I was, well, I was going to be able to buy them for 54 and then they recalculated their numbers and were like, no, <laughs> 78. And I'm like, Ugh, you know, because it was, I was going to get two, that wasn't two thousand dollars extra, guys. Yeah, it, it, it was no, seventy thousand. So fifty four thousand, seventy eight thousand, twenty four thousand dollars extra. You know. Yeah, exactly. That's a big number. Yeah, you know, but it still makes sense. You know, and that's the yeah. And at first, I was like, no, all right, well, you know, keep your cameras. But now I'm thinking about it, and and this is me being, you know, like, is it still a good deal? Yeah, it's still a great deal. It's still a great deal. I should still buy these cameras. But it hurts a little bit more, 78, 78 grand versus the 54 grand. It hurts a little bit more to buy them at 78, you know what I mean? How, I, mean would, I would love to buy it. But your Rolodex is probably big enough to sell 10, and you're like, I, I barely paid anything for these things now. Pretty much, you know, pretty much. I mean, it's just, so it's like I can hold on to them and, and see what happens, And but I, I definitely want to uh, go forward. I have to talk to them today. I mean, I already gave them the hard, hard-nosed stance. I'm not buying them just to see if they change their mind, you know, but now I'm just kind of reconsidering and it's still a good deal. Even at 78, it's a good yeah, deal. Yeah, it is. Well, let's switch gears. We're going to, we're just going to cover, you know, and I want to respect your time just through the uh, personal stuff. One of them is scheduling. How do you find time to wife, your daughter and, and all that? Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about that and, 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 um, you know, one of the things I, I remember, uh, I said that is that you schedule, me personally, I schedule the the the, the personal time. Mm. You know, like just like I schedule a meeting or schedule uh, anything. You know, like oh, I'm done at this hour because I have you know my my little sister's 
play, you know, and like things, whatever, you know, um, my wife's cooking dinner, so I want to make sure I'm home in time, like, and then that way it gets put into our, our actual office calendar, and then I can, you know, then it's not, I'm not, I'm now accountable not only to myself, but I have other people that make me accountable for, hey, you have this thing to go to, you know, so that's, uh, that's important, it's important for me to be able to, to do that so I can balance uh, my home and and work because of the, I'll just work forever if it <laughs> if it wasn't because if it wasn't because I have someone saying hey you need to come home you know and that's how it was too for for years before I was married before I had a, a child at home you know I mean it was just like if I didn't come home till one two three in the morning it was okay because it's just you just me you know um, and it's funny it's my my brother's my partner and, and and my brother is the same exact way like I remember literally checking the cameras from like my phone you know in the office and it was like two o'clock in the morning and he was there like figuring something out in the office and just you know two o'clock in the morning by himself in like the dark you know like the one light on he's figured out and I was, look at this guy working you know i don't think i hope i'll sleep if i don't get this done yeah i mean it was probably just one of those things he was like i just want to learn this and he just was there we, our office usually closed at like seven or so six thirty seven so he was there probably like seven hours after close, just wow, tinkering with something, you know, you know. And he's the guy that you had your own podcast with for a while. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we did have my own podcast. I did. I only ran like twenty something episodes, which was like twenty something weeks, and it was cool. I, I enjoyed doing it. Just a lot of work, man. I got kudos to you. It's a lot of work. A lot of freaking work, man. And I just could It sounds like you got some more profitable adventures in your life. Nah, to... I about being old. It's not always about being profitable either, right? I mean, it, it, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, it was it was fun to do. I mean, it, you know, um, profits come after enjoying yourself for a long time and doing what you like. You know, just kind of committing to something, and then, then the profits will come. You know, but yeah. uh, you know what you're doing is cool because you're you're. Your voice that talks to different people and puts people out there, and um, you know you, you'll, you'll develop your, that 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 fan base or that audience that wants to hear this kind of stuff. I don't know, hear me talking yeah, about something. So. I don't know, um, but uh, you've got things to share. <laughs> everyone has something to share, right? <laughs> so my, I used to live in Puerto Rico, right? Right, and um, um, I loved it there. Four years it was great, and I remember hearing a story. It was like the guy. There's a guy that sells coconuts on the beach, and the way the story goes is um, like this business guy comes and he he's there with his family and he's got three weeks on the beach and he's chilling and he's excited because he you know he he works hard and he, you know he's got money and he's staying at the one of the nicest hotels on the you know on the beach and you know he's just buying whatever it is just enjoying his his nice three week long vacation and then here comes the the, the the guy selling the coconuts and and uh, they start chatting and he says, "Yeah, you know, I'm on my vacation. I got, you know, all this time. You know, it's a t- you know three weeks. I'm just gonna just do nothing and relax. It's great, you know." And he was trying to tell the guy that you know he was a good, you know, charismatic guy on the beach selling his coconuts. And he said, was trying to say like, you know, maybe you should come to the states. Well, even though it's Puerto Rico, the same states, but you know, maybe you should come to the mainland and you know, I can you know give you a good job and blah blah blah. He was like, "Why would I want to do that?" He was like, he was like, so you can, you know, make some money and, and you know, you can go on vacations like this. The co- the guy who sells the coconut looks around. He's like, how many weeks are you here for again? He's like, three weeks. He's like, I'm here for 52 weeks. 
every <laughs> every day. This is my life. You know, I love this place. You know, he's on vacation all the time. You know, so you know, yeah. this is guys I'm to learn from. You know, learn from the guys selling coconuts on the beach. I mean, it's about what you want. You know, what, what are you what are you looking for, right? So yeah, that guy got to live a life. Coconut man still got his bills paid. Yeah, yeah. coconut man has he, he he doesn't he doesn't want for much. He doesn't need much, and so he doesn't have to you know slave over you know working. He sells enough coconuts to you know gets up early. Sells coconuts by by midday. He's got some beers with his friends. He's probably got a couple of ladies on the side, and he's you know he's uh, living the dream. He's living life, yeah. living the dream. You know <laughs> what does he have to worry about? You know yeah. nothing. He's living in paradise. <laughs> you know as long as you have as long as your needs are met, you're good. Absolutely. And he, he gets to get his needs met by like noon. You know <laughs> because he got, doesn't have much needs. I ran out of coconuts you today. Know? You know, <laughs> done. All done. I'm all done. Actually. I, I actually saw some. I mean, this is a story, but but uh, I actually did meet somebody like that in Jamaica. Guy, they they go out there at like five, six o'clock in the morning. They harpoon some lobster, and then they they bring him they bring him up to uh, to right on the beach. And they've got this lady who's just got like a big old pot. Oh my goodness! She's burning them, you know. So she's so just like, hey, you want a lobster? And he shows it to me. It's like, like you know, already moving, <laughs> still moving or whatever. So like, sure, you know, he's like, All right, bring that back, you know, throw. Lobster puts the butter on it, whatever season they use, and then cracks it open right there in front of you, like beachside lobster. And this guy's like, yeah, you know, we get there at 5 o'clock in the morning. He, he, he runs out by noon. He's done. I'm like, oh, what do you do now? Wait till tomorrow. So you get so lobster for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. It was pretty awesome. That's awesome. I was in the, the grill. Wow. Uh, you mentioned a story. You were talking about, you know, your relationship with your wife and making sure that stays good and how to separate work and family time. And you mentioned uh, Joel Osteen. Do you remember that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel Osteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Share yeah. that with us if you could. Um, another another story. This one was from Joel Osteen. None of these stories are mine. I mean, I'm just, I just, I'm just a good listener. Um, so Joel Osteen told a story about a guy who would come home and uh, before he would walk into his his house, his wife would always see him go up to the tree on their property and he looked like he's like, you know, like, like yelling at the tree and like, getting his frustrations out on the tree and um and uh you know he would come in and he's just you know he looked like he was angry while he was at the tree but he comes inside and he's perfectly fine you know like he's happy to see his man you know all hugs and kisses all around smiles and um I, and what he was doing was that he would let out all his frustrations anger whatever he had uh from the day and he would then just be at peace in his home, you know, like didn't bring that baggage with him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something to be said for that kind of mentality that you can choose to be whatever kind of personality you want to be, you know, and he just chose not to bring it into his house. So he made a physical, you know, reminder by, by you know, using that tree to kind of harbor any of the, his ill feelings towards the day, whatever good, you know, whatever bad stuff might have happened or frustrations might have been frustrating him. So that when he came home, he didn't have to, kind of just unleash that and just kind of be happy, you know? And I, I, I mean, I, I try to do that as much as possible. And I think I do a pretty good job at it. Not that I have a tree. I just, you know, I just, but I just am of it. You know, it's a mental thing, right? I mean, you don't have to have a tree either, but, you know, like if you can just know, all right, well, that was a day, but not going to change just being home. So let me, let me just kind of switch on and off my, my, my frustration switch and just, you know, pick it back up tomorrow. It's not going anywhere, you know? So that, that that's a good story mm-hmm. I ever hear from the Joel from Joel Osteen is about living like a you know a, a balanced life and not and not a 
you know, not having too many highs and too many lows, you know. You got, you, we all met those people that are like roller coasters. You don't know which, which Justin am I going to get today, you know, like which, you know, which person am I going to get? Yeah, yeah seriously. Walking you know, on eggshells. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's that story. It was a good story. It's a good, a good moral, good lesson. Because, I mean, it seems like a lot of, um, a lot of times you'll find yourself treating your family kind of worse than you would a stranger. It's like the stranger shouldn't get more respect than your wife. Oh, absolutely. That is, you know, that's funny. I was just, I was just talking to my brother about that. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, everyone has, has that kind of, uh, everyone knows those kind of people, you know, it's like, wait a minute, just cause I know you better, you can treat me like garbage. Hold on. I was like, why don't you treat me like a stranger? Cause you treat them really nice, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, actually that's funny that you say that cause I was actually just came up in my, my, my household, but, uh, not too long ago, because, you know, my, 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 my father's a great guy, you know, but once in a while, you know, they'll have that tendency, you know, treats everybody amazing. Once in a while, he's like a little, you know, why, why are you being, why are you being rude to me? You know, like, hold on a second, you know, yeah, uh, but, get a Snickers. but yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Is that hangry or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, to wrap up, do you have, um, any, any books or podcasts that you just, really like and, and you want to share with the uh, audience today this is doctor perspective yeah that's like amazing you heard about it's that number one on everybody's playlist i think that thing is amazing <laughs> uh doctor perspective um i i listen to uh, a lot of ted talks i listen to a lot of ted talks i listen to um some things that are completely different than the business that that, that kind of that, that i just like the way he thinks uh Malcolm Gladwell just came up with, uh, you know what that is, Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah, Revisionist History. Exactly. Is that that one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it was really good. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. I, I, I enjoy that podcast. I can't wait till he comes back. There's only like 13 episodes. Well, well produced. It was, it was awesome. So that that's when I was listening to. I mean, there's so many uh, awesome podcasts. Um, yeah, for sure. Can't even listen to them all. Uh, something that's a guilty pleasure, I listen to a guy named Larry Pepe. He's about, he talks about. Uh, about MMA, mixed martial arts. I like that kind of stuff. And so he's, mm-hmm. you know, he just talked radio. And I, he's, he's a cool guy. Uh, cool podcast. So I listen to that. Uh, MMA, pro MMA radio, it's cool. But the business mind, I mean, I, I really like just kind of keeping classic TED Talks and can't think of anything right now. It's been, because it, I, I kind of go up and down with my podcast usage. So sometimes I, I get, I listen to it too much. I, I take a break, you know, so I'm in a break. More. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> well, doing all these, doing all these, Everybody has their one they're like, and I'm like, oh, let me listen to a couple. I'm like, oh my gosh. So then you download like seven. Yeah. And you're like, when am I going to have time for this? It's like, I got to exercise a lot <laughs> to get all these done. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> all right, man. Well, do you have anything you want to leave us with? How can they contact you for sure? Yeah, anyone can contact me at uh, my first name. It's uh, Vincent with an E at the end, so V I N C E N T E, at aspirehs.com, Aspire Health Solutions on Twitter, um, Instagram. I think. Yeah, I believe it's the same thing. Spiral Solutions on Instagram. I don't even know if I or, or actually just Dr. Uh, Dr. Vinny. Actually, you know, I Snapchat a lot more now. So just uh, Dr. Vinny C um, or Dr. Vin NYC, however you want to th- say it, Dr. Vinny C at, uh, at, uh, uh, on, on Snapchat. That's my big one now. Um, but uh, look it up. I should be able to easy to find. I hope I am anyway. Um, yeah, I'll take a look. I'm, uh, I'm actually just getting my website redone. You know, it's funny, like, on my my Aspire site, I'm getting it redone, and and somehow I got spammed with like some kind of weird like virus or something on my website. And now oh, every man. time you go to it, 
like a porn site comes up. I'm like, what the? <laughs> it's horrible. Come on. It's like this <laughs> permanent redirect. This is such a bad thing. I was like, I hope I get that. I gotta get that fixed like right away. I just know it's been like that for like the last two days. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but <sighs> but as far as anything last, you know, uh, you know, that's the way to get in touch with me. You know, anyone who wants to know more about. Um, the quality industry and the healthcare field, you know, feel free to reach out to me, you know, just say that you heard me on Justin's podcast. I think the most important thing is, you know, keep doing things that you like to do and, you know, try not to say no, don't overspend. I mean, be, be, you know, physically conservative. I think it's important. And, uh, amongst a bunch of other stuff that we've talked about, but, uh, it was great. It was a great kind of, uh, you know, coming back around here, chatting again. And, uh, I'd love to, you know, see how you're doing and, you know, reach out, keep in touch, and we'll, 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 uh, we'll go from there. Absolutely, man. appreciate your time, number two, yeah. and uh, many blessings on 2017. Yeah, ditto, dude. Congratulations on all the, all the hard work you did this, since we last talked, and uh, uh, I'll uh, be looking forward to hearing the rest of these interviews, all right? Well, I'm excited. The business that he created, just really, what a focus into the future, it encourages me when people have such a big dream. It makes me think, you know, I can do more than what I'm doing, especially when we're like the same age. I hope that encourages you as well to think big. Also, really like the idea of the electronic records. I know I love mine, uh, my, my paper charts. And when I switched over, you know, there's lots of clicking. So I'm looking forward to that. Definitely sign up on his email and get notified when that thing comes out. Thank you again. Show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash one five. Travel tip is coming up next. They're ready. Paperback, Kindle, versions are available on Amazon. As always, you can also snag a free copy if you'd like. A doctorsperspective.net slash free ebook. Today's choices, tomorrow's health, small steps to improve health, food choices, and exercise. Learn how to go from a couch potato or a weekend warrior and have simple steps kind of personalized just for you. Three different blueprints for exercise, how to cut some carbs without hurting yourself. A couple of changes in what and how you eat so that there's not a lot of extra willpower and self-control necessary to reduce how much you eat. 12 exercises, a 10-minute cardio that's better than 30 minutes, 3-minute stretching concept that won't make you roll your eyes in boredom, an ab routine you won't quit, exclusive Facebook support group, yes, and an entire section about a nervous system reboot discusses chiropractic, subluxations, and things like that. Look, if you want it, again, a doctorsperspective.net slash free ebook. It has a, a video explaining what it is, a little PowerPoint presentation in there, and put your name, put your email, and then you can make your choice. If you want to support the show, we have merchandise. We've got upper cervical chiropractic t-shirts. We've got podcast logo t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, as well as a generous buy the host of coffee PayPal button if you want to. No pressure. If you want to follow me on social media, the easiest way to find me is to go to a doctorsperspective.net. Look on the top right. It's kind of like a gray color. There's all the little social media icons. If you need to email me, I would love to hear your comments, critiques, etc. Justin at a doctorsperspective.net. Connect, comment, and I'll reply back. And if you can, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. Go to the site. Give us a review hopefully a five-star review, but let us know what you think. It'll help us with all the rankings and we appreciate it. And if you happen to get any merchandise, definitely take a picture, post it on social media, hashtag behind the curtain, or you can do at whatever my tag is and I'll definitely give you a thumbs up. Today's travel tip, be careful with tuk-tuks and be careful with cab drivers sometimes. 
Let me tell you. You walk into the cab, they say the meter's broken. And you're like, uh, okay, no, just push the button. And if they refuse, get out, go to another one because they're probably going to cheat you. And because you have no idea what it should cost, you won't know any better. And that's never good. With the tuk-tuks, it's kind of the same way. They'll do- they could dodge in and out of traffic. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they're fun to take, but you got to just be careful. Make sure um, you agree upon the price first because they may, you know, take you someplace where you don't want to go. And then now you're stuck maybe in an alley trying to get um, this higher rate that you were like, no, you said it was only going to be three. You're like, it's 30. So just be aware and be safe and be smart. We just went hashtag behind the curtain and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media and visit the show notes on a doctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.